Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. What a great night we have. And uh, tonight I have the opportunity to speak to you about dating. Dating. Now, just before you think I'm just going to talk to this section over here, it's going to spread a bit wider than that. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I, I want to say this to you right from the word go, that as I share with you tonight, there are some things that you will have heard before. I hope there's some things that you haven't heard before. There will be some things that will challenge you. There will be some things that you might grind a bit and grate a bit. But let the challenge make you better, not bitter. Rise to the challenge. Rise to the challenge. I love the... I was up dancing. I had a dance partner with me on Friday night. Yeah. And uh, I'd like you to know the boys won the dancing competition. And that's because I got three left feet. We didn't need too much help. But it was a great night. It was just a great night. Just a great night to celebrate being young. Sometimes, mums and dads, you need to remember what it was like when you were young. Remember some of the mistakes you made? Remember some of the expectations you had? Remember some of the thrills that you went through? And then there's some of those things you'd like to forget. I don't want to dredge them up tonight, but I want to say that it's important for us. In fact, it's critical for us as mums and dads, as those who have been along the path a bit more, to distill truth out of where we have been and take it to our children and our grandchildren so that they can receive something of value, something that's lasting, something that they can implement in their lives to save them. There is no reason at all why your children should make the same mistakes you have made. They can make some of their own. That's fine. I'm not, about, I'm not a control freak, but I am about taking what I have experienced and passing it on to the next generation so that they don't start down here where I might have started. They can start up here and go on for their next step. So I'm going to be talking to the young people tonight because some of them don't even know what's happening to them when they get to that point of... Uh, dating and beginning to look around for a partner. I'll be talking to adult singles who are here. Young people that have made it just past that first youthful phase and still not married, adult singles. I'm going to be talking to those of you who are single again. And you are hoping for something. You are hoping for that special person still in your life. And I'm going to be talking to the parents of eligible children because there's a role for you to play as well. I want to take you to a scripture reading. You see, I can't, I can't just bounce out of human philosophy and I can't just bounce out of my experiences. I have to come out of the Word of God. 
That's the way I am. That's the way I'm wired. That's the way I'm made. It's the way that I found that's been successful for me is to come out of the Word of God. The Word of God says to do it, then I want to do it. If it says not to do it, then I want to be obedient to those things too. So I want to come to you from the Word of God. And I think we'll have it on the, on the screen for you from Titus in chapter 2 and verses 11 to 14. And it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us, as he moves it too far and can't see it, <laughs> instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. And that, that says it all. You know, I, I could just about give up talking now and go and sit down and you could just read on that and think about that. If the Apostle Paul was here today from the first century Christian church, what do you think he would think of the environment that we live in? They didn't even have telephone. They only had pigeons. They only had someone carrying a message, a horseback rider. What would he think of today? What would he think of our travel experiences? What would he think of our video world and our DVD world? What would he think of our movies? What would he think of our language? He writes to the church in the first century after Christ. He writes to, a, to, a, to his uh, young son in the faith who's tasked with the, the job, the opportunity to lead a new church, a fresh church. No one's ever done church before and he has the opportunity to lead them. And so he's instructing them. He's walking in a place where no one has gone before. And he writes in this present age, I want to say this to you. He aptly writes the same words to us today. That what is around the corner for us, we don't really understand. That what's coming next, we don't really know about. Just a few years ago, we all, in, we all became familiar with our tablets. I was watching an old science fiction Star Trek movie the other night, and there they were on their table. They had, they had little screens with, mind you, the pictures weren't moving, but they had little screens there, nothing much happening. But it was a precursor for now what all of us mostly seem to have. Yeah. What's around the corner? If we're not taking something that's eternal truth, something that doesn't be shackled by the current vogue, the current fads, if we're not taking something that has a richness about it that can make a life stand up straight and drive clear through the mess of this world, then we are failing our young people and this next generation. So the first thing I want to say to you is that as a person, you and I need to find a good friend to whom we can make ourselves accountable. Now, don't find someone who's just going to slap you on the back and say, ah, you're doing okay, it's all right. But find someone who's got the courage, the intestinal fortitude, the guts. 
to tell you where it's at. Don't pick an easy target, but pick a great example. Pick someone that you can be proud to say, hey, I followed them because I saw what they were doing was working out well. At the base of their life, I believe you will find some scriptural foundation where they've based their life upon the Word of God. Find a good friend. Find a good friend. And out of that, out of that strength, you will find how God blesses you. Now, this is a new tablet, and you know what it's done to me, don't you? It's just presented me with a blank screen. That's terrible, isn't it? I'll have to pray over it in a minute. It was working. It's only got one thing. Nah. <laughs> you need a good friend. You need a good friend who, who relates to you and talks to you and speaks to you and one that you can speak back to. Someone will look you in the eye and say, that's good for you. Don't touch that thing any longer. You need someone who can speak into your life and you will receive it. The next verse of Scripture, I'm not sure if we've got it there, from, Timothy, uh, from Titus uh, chapter 1, it actually, it actually lists a, a bunch of characteristics or qualifications. Have we got that one there? There we go. It's important that a friend is someone to be looked up to, not pushy, not short-tempered, not a drunk, not a bully, and not money-hungry. Let me just dis- dissect that for a few minutes with you. Someone who's to be looked up to, someone who could be an example to you, someone that you can say, I can model my life after them. I don't have to copy them. I'm not becoming a, a, a plastic image of them, but I can, I can see what works for them and I want to implement that in my life. Someone you can look up to, someone that you can be proud to say, hey, that's my friend. That's, that's someone I want to follow. Someone who's not pushy. Someone who hasn't got this idea that it's their way or the highway. Someone who's still teachable. That's a good friend. Someone who themselves is being taught along the way. Someone who themselves is growing in God still. They are a great person for you to cultivate as a friend. Someone who's not, who is not short-tempered. You don't want an angry person. An angry person demonstrates that they still haven't really gained self-control. When that red light goes against you, man alive, and you're abusive, and you're thumping the dash, you're beating on the window, You're getting close to making all sorts of signs that you shouldn't make out of the window at other people around about you. You don't want an angry person. I tell you this, my dear friends and young people, you don't want a a partner who is an angry person. When you lock into relationship, those people eventually take the relationship for granted and they vent their anger, their angry outbursts 
on the person who's nearest to them. And because you're the partner, you will cop it. Let them work it out before you get too close to them or too tied in with them. You don't want a drunk. You don't want someone who, who is still wrestling with an addiction of some kind. Now, there's lots of addictions. I mean, the Scripture picks drunkenness as one, but there's lots of addictions. Anyone who's addicted to something uh, is not the ruler of their own life or their own destiny. The moment that addiction calls to them, they have to or need to respond to it. They get involved in it. It takes away the initiative of their life. You don't want that. You don't need that. You need a good friend, not someone like that. Not a bully. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. I don't know where it went, but it sure went somewhere. You want someone that you can walk with, with confidence. You want someone who can share with you all that you are experiencing. You want someone that you can speak to and have them speak into your life. Praise God. Praise God for modern technology. I jumped in at the deep end a little early, I think. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Okay, it's still going to create troubles for me. Now oh, there it is. Sorry to hold you up. People who are consumed with money, it's one of those things that takes hold of a person's life and draws them in the one direction. And so they ignore you. The next two verses are good. Verse 8 says, We must be welcome to people, helpful, wise, fair, reverent, have a good grip on himself. I like that. This is the message speaking. And have a good grip on the message. That is the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Knowing how to use the truth to either spur people on in the knowledge or stop them in their tracks if they oppose it. The second point I want to come to is dating. Dating, the fun part. That's what you wanted to hear, isn't it? I know that. I know that. It's great to be someone in a youth group because you get to see a whole range of the opposite sex. You get to see a whole range of males if you're a young lady, and if you're a young man, you get to see a whole range of young fellas. That, that's, that's critical because it gives you the opportunity to say, yeah, I like this and I like that, and I can do without that, and this is good and that's not so good, that's brilliant. It's wonderful, you can stand there, you, you're, not, you're, not in a, in a, you're not in a raffle at all. You're not in some lucky dip thing that people get involved in. In a youth group, it's great because people are caring for you. Excuse me. Are caring for you. And, it's, and your, your interaction is in, it, <clears throat> is in an environment 
where someone is watching over you and you're not going to get your fingers burned or you're not going to get hurt. It's a safe place. It needs to be a safe place. Girls usually suss out what they like or don't like a lot quicker than fellas do. They've usually got their idea. I've not been there, but I reckon on the back of their girl's bedroom, there's this list there. This is my ideal guy. Probably a couple of names there as well. And they'll be looking out for who they can get, how they can lay hold of them, how they can talk to them. Sorry, I didn't mean any other inference there. It was those couple of, actually, it was a couple of laughs from the adult side, not the youth side. So you know more. You actually know more. And you're in front of me because you already know where you're going because you've been there. Actually, that works for us and against us. If you've already been there, you actually should know better. It's gone quiet. I'll go back to this side. (laughs) (sighs) Fellas, probably more so than girls, but girls can do it too. When you're dating, don't tease. Don't tease. Don't lead someone on. Don't lead someone on. And then when their emotions are coming to the boil, don't cut them off. Don't tease. People who tease get themselves into problems. Young singles and single again, don't tease. Is that clear enough? Let me say this to you. Kisses are great. Anyone here like kisses? No, don't incriminate yourself. (laughs) Kisses are great. Kisses are wonderful. I don't know. Oh, my imagination just runs wild right now. I just... We we sang that song, Oh, How He Loves Us. He, 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 God, invented kisses. Talk about a God who is intimate with his creation. Talk about a God who actually gives us a direction and gives us something that we can work with and work in that's actually a blessing to us. He invented kissing. Don't misuse it. Don't you guys misuse it either. Kissing gets the motor running. It's the same equivalent to turning the key in your car ignition. Once the motor's running, you're going somewhere. Be sure you know where you're going. Don't go too far. Respect the other person. Respect that young lady, that young man. Respect that gentleman or that lady that you may be seeing, you may be wanting to relate to. Respect them. Show them respect. God invented relationship. It's not a game. God invented relationship that security and that commitment could find a place of fulfillment that will bless both parties, that will sustain both parties, that will create a healthy environment in both parties. 
It's God's design. Don't mess with it. Don't muck it up. Don't misuse it. Respect the other person. If you're having trouble respecting them, then for goodness sake, respect yourself. And if that isn't enough, respect the God who made you. You see, God actually owns us. He actually owns us. He made us. He made us. But he made us and then gave us a free will. That has got to be one of the greatest acts of love ever seen. Even this little pooch that belongs to our senior pastor's family isn't allowed outside yet because of contamination. With uh, other things that it shouldn't be being contaminated with at this point in its life. There are things in your life and in my life, God showed the greatest step of faith when he said, look what I've made. I release them to have liberty. I release them to have a free will. You see, he doesn't, oh dear me, he doesn't, he doesn't just want us here tonight because he's saying, you've got to get into church, otherwise I'm not going to bless you. You see, what blesses his heart is when we, through the operation of our free will, come and say, oh God, you're good. And the reason why there are people out there doing all sorts of things that they ought not to do and are burning themselves, God doesn't breathe fire and brimstone on them, is because he realises that in love he gave them a free will. And he's simply standing and opening his arms and saying, hey guys, I'm here. When you need me, when you want me, I've made the way back. I've provided the pathway for you to come back to me. Dating. Dating is an essential part of us knowing where we stand with our Creator and with one another. We need to live now in the light of life hereafter. When I was a bit younger than I am today, I can remember praying this prayer. Oh, Lord, please don't come back to the earth and sort of end all things before I get married. I'd really like to get married. It'd be, it'd be really neat. I had some friends. We used to go on surfing safaris. A couple of them took their girlfriends with them. You don't, I don't need to tell you what went on. And they said, where's your girlfriend? Oh, she's home. Well, why? Because she is my girlfriend. And there's some things I'm saving for marriage. I don't want to arrive at marriage having given everything and having nothing of a last choice gift to give to my wife. I wanted to be able to say to her, you are the first woman that I have ever been with. If you're a young lady, you can say that to a young man. 
When you make your choice, you need to do it in such a way as you recognize that there's something very special about what you're bringing to that relationship. After dating comes courtship. That's the serious part of dating. That's where you really explore the other person to whom you feel attracted. Let me give you a couple of little pointers. Remember, you're not going to be spending your future with a dress size. She may be a 14 or a 12 when you meet her. The chances are she could be a 16 or an 18 later on. Oh, mind you, she could go back and be an eight. Who would know these days? And for the girls, that full head of hair that that young man has. I used to have the waves. I used to have the waves. Now I've got the beach. I went to the hairdresser, I said, I want to look like Paula O'Neill. I want to look like, I want, to look, I want that big heavy flop over bit in the middle and short sides. He said, the short sides I can marry, I can work with, I can, I can perform that for you, the short sides. But he says, if you want the hairy rug on top, you're going to have to do something a little more different than what I can do for you. I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there. This might be news for some of you fellas, but some blondes do come out of bottles. <laughs> You're not marrying the outside vessel. You're marrying the inner person. You're not dating, which looks forward to marriage, just the prettiest girl in the youth group or the handsomest guy, although now I'm married, you're kind of out of luck, I suppose. <laughs> but you, you are choosing someone, not just with the next few months in mind, not just with the next few years in mind, you're choosing someone that you are prepared to spend the rest of your life with. And you need to be looking at the raw materials in your life and the raw materials in your, in your prospective, prospective partner's life. And you need to be thinking, how are we going to build a successful marriage? How are we going to build a great home? How are we going to build a place where children will be raised safely and securely? How will we do this? What are the raw materials that we have? It's often said that opposites attract, and that is usually the case. So in the first part of your life, it's often, often the opposite nature, the opposite parts that really form the attraction. But maturity in marriage comes when you learn to blend and work with those parts of your natures that you find a little more difficult to work with. That's when maturity comes. 
That's when depth of love comes. That's when love should be defined as this. I don't care what it costs me. I want to make it better for you. And the other person should be saying to you, I don't care what it costs me. I want to make it better for you. Love wants the best for the other person. That's simply God's love. He said, I see where you are. You're lost. You've lost your way. You're caught up in sin. I want to come and reach out to you and bring you home. He made a way. You need to be careful where you go in the courting time, in your dating time. We've heard that there are good concerts around, but clubbing should not be on your list. Think of the things that are associated with clubbing. It shouldn't be there. Museum and art galleries are places of worth. It came as a revelation to me sometime into our marriage that my wife actually appreciated nice artwork and paintings. Wow, you like that, do you? Wow. I never explored that area when I was dating my wife. I think I've said it before, but it's probably worthwhile repeating that as I met my wife and we'd just begun formulating our friendship and we were about six weeks into our friendship growing relationship. I remember having thought about this for a bit, I turned her in the car one night as I pulled up to drop her off at her grandma's and I said, I think, I think I'm falling in love with you. But here's something you need to know. I believe God's put a call on my life and I'm going to be moving around quite a bit. Now, if you can't handle that or you don't want to go there with me, then I'm not going to put up with me being frustrated and not doing what I feel God's called me doing because I'm going to be a mean old sausage and not much fun to be with. I'm not going to be nice. So if that doesn't work out for you, then let's close this relationship down now before both of us get hurt. You need to be honest. I'm not saying you have to be honest within six weeks like I was at that point. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is be honest. Whatever that takes, whatever that looks like, be honest. Be honest. And for those of you who are single again, what you cannot afford to do is take some of the attitudes... And some of the hurts and some of the difficulties that caused you a problem in your first attempt into whatever you're allowed in your second or whatever that relationship might be. Keep back from it. Stand away from it. So I want to finish with these three questions to you. Do you know yourself? Find a good friend. Remember some of those safeguards about meeting and going out with young people. Single again, older singles. Do some things together with others who are like interested. Protect yourselves. But you need to know yourself 
and your place before God. You need to know that. You need to know who and what you're about. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 